Welcome again to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And today we are bringing you episode number 13, and the topic of to, uh, today's episode is receiving an answer from the Lord, receiving an answer from the Lord. And I want to remind the listeners to please follow the Biblical Resolutions podcast by going to hojbible.podbean.com. You can also, if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review so that that can help our uh, that can help our rankings on uh, iTunes. Um, you can also visit the House of Jacobs uh, main website, which is thehouseofjacob.org. You can listen to the other podcast episodes. You can also make your donations. You can also tune in to our live stream that happens at 1 p.m. Chicago time every Saturday and listen to the lesson on the Sabbath. Uh, and before we get into the lesson, let me introduce uh, the brothers on the podcast today. We got a full house. We got Brother Solomon, Brother Maurice, Brother Hissamak, Brother Terry, and Brother Benaya. And um, as always, we we gonna try to deal with you know a topic from the scriptures, and you know look at how this applies to you know our everyday walk because that's that's the real you know, that that's the real battle. It's, it's that everyday grind that you're going to go through as a servant of God. And um, once we understand how to deal with that everyday grind, we understand how to keep pushing through adversity and, you know, whatever temptations, you know, that uh, we're going to come up against, you know, we got a better chance on obtaining salvation. But we're going to look at today about, you know, receiving an answer from the Lord because a lot of times people – and even sometimes, you know, uh, you pray for things and, you know, you, you pray for some understanding on, on a matter and, and, you know, the answer may not come right away. Um, or you pray for, for some situation to change and the situation don't change. And, you know, people don't understand that, you know, sometimes the Lord, he, he allows a situation to go on because, down the line there's a uh there's a bigger bigger picture story going on you know his will is for you is 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 beyond what you can see at that moment and it has to go that way sometimes things things have to go a certain way even though it may it may be uh you know it may be uh uh grievous at the moment you know understanding that hey as a servant of god it's going in the end whatever is leading to it's going to work out you know in your best interest and um so but we got to also understand how how is it that we receive that answer how you how do you have to come before the lord right because we can't come you know we can't come to god like uh like he's one 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 of the one of the fellas out on the block you know he is he he is the he is the he is the uh he he is above all he 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 deserves all the fear and all the reverence 
So, you know, somebody you fear and reverence, you ain't going to come to them and talk to them any kind of way. You're going to come correct. You're going to come in a certain manner. And I think that's a lot of times that's what's missing. Some, a lot of times we pray when we feel with emotions. And uh, when you feel with emotions, things come out the wrong way, right? Just even in, in just talking to your, you know, talking to your loved ones or talking to your friends or whoever, you know, when, when there's emotions involved in the conversation or when there's some, you know, the words don't come out right. And so when we when we talking to God and he's and he should be he 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 should be feared and you know he, he has all power, you know, we have to come to him even more respectfully, no matter what we feeling, when we, you know, asking uh when we have a request or when we, you know, sending up supplications, you have to come to him a certain way. And um we gonna try to look at this and get a better understanding of it. Um, we not going to read no definitions today. I apologize, brother. Benaya, I meant to tell you that. Um, uh, I think pretty much everybody know what an answer is. Um, so we, we'll bypass that today, but we talking about how we going to receive an answer from the Lord. I don't want nobody to think, you know, that we that we think that they uh they get that they got a kindergarten education or something like like they don't know the definition of answer or what an answer is but everybody knows what an answer is but what what when we want to get an answer from the lord you know how do we go about that so we're going to start off at uh we're going to start off at proverbs 16 and brother ahisamak is gonna kick off the podcast we're gonna start at proverbs 16 that does everybody have the scriptures by the way yes sir okay i thought i sent. i thought i sent it to everybody okay so we're gonna start it from proverbs 16 and uh brother hisson max gonna read i mean he's gonna expound on verse 25 uh brother benaya we we'll do the reading the same way we've been doing it the last few podcasts is that cool yeah that's all good Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Well, uh, again, man, um, you know, I, I'm hitting lead off. So uh, I think this is the appropriate way to, to start off this topic and stuff. And this is a scripture that I read a couple of podcasts ago. But, uh, you know, this this is just a, a, a firm foundation when you're looking for an answer to God, man. Sometimes we, we seek things and, um, you know, man, whether you and your emotions or your feelings or anything man uh to kind of could throw you off um so definitely this proverbs 16 and verse 25 brother but now when you get it go ahead and read it bro there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death and i think this is just a great foundation for um when you're looking for an answer some things might seem right to you but it it, it could throw you truly out the way of where you where you need to be or where you're trying to go um the the, the bible is clear you know it, it's straightforward it, it's going to give us the answers that we need it's going to give us the um uh, things that we need to survive this life um so you really once you you have a question and you start to look for an answer 
some things might seem right to you, but the end thereof could be death. Um, and you want really want to make sure that you uh, clear an ask and a question to the Lord. And when you get that answer that you receive it uh, well and you adhere to, you know, the judgment of that answer. Yes, sir. Brother Maurice. No, I agree with you, brother. I mean, that's a great starting point. You know, when you're looking to make any decision, fall back, look at the Lord first and then take it from there. So great, great starting point. Yes, sir. And um, the uh, people need to understand that um, just because it seems right to you and you think you should have it don't mean that it is right. Mm hmm. You know, in the eyes of the Lord, don't mean that it's in line with his will for you, with his plan. Um, and once we can grasp that, that, that understanding, we won't get bent out of shape when, you know, you, you, you praying for something and you're asking for something in particular, like, man, do we always ask for, for things? And a lot of them things, it, it, it may not happen how you want it, or it, it may, it may not come to you. You ain't going to get bent out of shape. You ain't going to lose your faith and say, oh, man, God ain't real. He don't never answer me. Maybe it's because what you're asking for is not good for you as a servant of God. Mm -hmm. You might want it. It might seem right. But it's a whole lot of things seem right to a man when we when you're dealing just with your carnal mind. But the end of it is death. Mm -hmm. So so let's go to Second Chronicles 16 because we want to look at uh, a righteous king who was righteous uh, king of Judah king King Asa and he did what he thought was right but it offended God and I really I really like this scripture this this is one of this is one of my I won't say favorite scriptures but it's it's one it's one scripture that's always that that's always in my remembrance because he he succeeded in what he was doing but he still offended god in the process and just because you you pro, you prosper in you know whatever you put your hand to do you might prosper in a, a certain uh endeavor or whatever but that don't mean that it was right in the eyes of god those two things don't necessarily uh go together and he's going to find that out here. But then we're going to see how that affected him later on in another matter. But we're going to go to second Chronicles 16 and we're going to, and uh, we're going to pick it up in verse seven. Um, so what happened was King, King Asa was the King of Judah. He had an issue with Israel. He had an uh, issue with the 10 tribes. And so he went to the king of Syria and he made a, he made an agreement with the king of Syria and they kind of beat up on Israel a little bit and they got him off of his back. And so he, he felt, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, it, it worked out for me. But what happened was, is that what he didn't do was first of all, he didn't go to the Lord first. So, uh, Second Chronicles 16, to pick it up at verse 7, Benaiah. And at that time, Hananiah the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, 
because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hands. See, why did he rely on the king of Syria? Because what his what his whole thing was, I know how I'm gonna fix this problem. I'm just gonna go to my to, to my buddy, the king of Syria, and we gonna we gonna straighten it out. And he did get straightened out. But the problem is he didn't go to his God. He didn't go to the Lord first. And the Lord said, now they done escaped out of your hand because he couldn't see that far in, in, into the, he couldn't see that far ahead, right? Like you can't, you, you, you know, but the Lord looking down the line and we know how God is really uh, serious about making covenants. When you make a covenant with somebody, Hey, you, you, you got to stick to it. And the Lord ain't going to, even if he was going to deliver him to your hand, he's not going to do it because you made a covenant with him. And so being that he made this league with the king of Syria, the Lord said, hey, now he escaped out of your hand. But if he would have went to God first, a lot of times we try everything else. Then we go to God at the end when everything else fell. But you got to get in the habit of going to God first. And then allowing him to show you what steps you should take or whether you should take any steps at all. But man, try all his ways first. Then at the end, he go to God, which is backwards. So this is what this is what Asa did. Go ahead, brother. Verse seven. And at that time, Hananiah the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hands. Go ahead. Were, were not the Ethiopians and Lubims a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. So the Lord had to remind him, listen, you went up against a, even bigger armies than, 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 than this army of the Syrians, but because you relied on the Lord, hey, you got delivered. Go ahead, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the earth and in, in, in show himself strong the behalf of them whose hearts is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. He says, so now the, the eyes of the Lord they run to and fro throughout the earth looking for the ones whose heart is perfect toward him. That's like this is a whole nother subject. But when your heart is perfect toward the Lord, that's different than just going through the motions. Scribes and Pharisees go through the motions. They do the Sabbath. They go through the motions of the feast days. They would, whatever, whatever the letter of the law is, yeah, they went through the motions. But in, the, in their heart, they was wicked. And that's why the Lord said they was like white sepulchers. You know, they, they white and clean on the outside, but on the inside, they, they, they defile. They full of dead men's bones. So when your heart is perfect toward the Lord, that's on the inside out. But when you just going through the motions, then, hey, yeah, you, know, you, you, could, you could be doing some of the things that the law say, but really your heart ain't toward the Lord. And so he said, hey, man, you did foolishly, even though what he did succeeded. The Lord said he did foolishly. 
where he where his misstep was is that he went and relied on the king of Syria. He 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 did what what was right to him instead of consulting the Lord first. Skip down to verse uh, twelve. And Asa in the thirty and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. Now he did it again. This time he had an illness. He had a disease in his feet. The disease spread. What did he do? He consulted the physicians. But he didn't seek the Lord. You see how this pattern happens? So now you sick. So the physician got more power than God. And because of that, what ended up happening is he died. But the book made a, the Lord had this written so we can understand. He 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 had it written and made it and, and, and made a, a a point to let you know that what Asa did was he sought after the physicians first. He didn't even seek out the Lord for his disease. Read that next one, bro. And Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and twenty in the fourteenth year of his reign. Now, this is what happens when you are more cons- more caught up in a way that seemeth right unto you, instead of trying to understand and 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 trying to come before your God and understand what's right according to His will, according to His understanding. Asa did what was right according to what he felt was right in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he and he aired twice. Mm-hmm. You know. But that second time, hey, he went, he went and got all and he was the king. He was the king of Judah. So I know he went and got the best physicians in the land. He probably had the best physicians, but who he didn't seek after again, he did not seek after the Lord. And this is what happens when we fall into that trap. Brother Maurice. You know what? I, just just hearing this one, it takes me back to what I was saying originally. You know, before you make a decision or when you're seeking questions or, seek, or excuse me, seeking answers, you got to fall back and rely on the Lord first. I mean, this is a perfect example of someone who didn't make that uh, make that assessment from out the gate. You know, and as a result, he suffered the consequences that came with the actions that he chose, the decisions that he chose. And... and you know, it, it's just a clear, clear point, you know, in terms of um, bringing that focus back to the Lord, seeking him first. Yes, sir. And then we can, uh, I believe it was King Hezekiah. Brothers, correct me if I'm wrong. But when, 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 uh, who was that? The king, the prophet came to Hezekiah told him he was going to die. But what did Hezekiah do? He cried to the Lord right away. Mm-hmm. And he got, he got some more years. The Lord sent the prophet right back to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let him know, hey, man, you, you got some more time. Um, but this is the habit we have to get into. We got to get in the habit of going to the Lord first. No, it don't matter if you think that the way you got it planned out is going to work and ain't nothing going to go wrong and it's going to pan out just like you planned it, which 80% of the time it ain't. You still don't, don't lean on that too much. Mm-hmm. You lean on the Lord first. You know, the Lord talk about first fruits. You know what I'm saying? The first fruits of the spirit, the first fruits of 
of your increase uh first fruits of the harvest you know first fruits it covers a lot of things and it also covers who you who you who you leaning on first you leaning on you first or you leaning on the lord first because that's a part of first fruits it's not in a physical sense, but it's in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. You say you are serving of the true and living God. How is it that you going to go to him after you try everything else? Then you go to him last. So what you're saying is my, you know, my, my ways are more uh, are accurate. You know, my, my devices that I come up with is better. So if, if none of them work, then I can go to God. That's not that's not that's not the mentality of first fruits. I'm gonna come to him first because he is the most high. He is the one that got all power. How you gonna come to him last? How you gonna come to him second or third? You should come to him first. So this is the mentality that you gotta have. You have to remember that. But we're going to move forward. We're going to go to James, the fourth chapter. I'm going to pick it up in verse one. And, and I'm going to read for Brother Beniah. But, you know, just to set it up, we looking at, you know, again, we you have to approach God in the right way. You have to approach him correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. When a man like a woman, he really he really want to he really want to get with her. What he going to do? He going he going to come correct. He gonna put on his best, you know. His he gonna put on his 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 best gentleman act. He gonna he 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 gonna do it up. He gonna come correct because you know you probably you probably got that one shot, and if you blow it, you probably messed up, right? When you want that job, you come in correct. You know you ain't coming in there, you know, like you standing out on the corner with your hat cocked off to the left, you know, and you know like like you know. It ain't no thing. You gonna you gonna iron your clothes. You gonna put on a tie. You gonna make sure your shoes looking right, your hair looking right, and you gonna put on your 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 best proper English that you can come up with when you talking to the people because you coming correct. But when we come to God, we come to Him any kind of way. So, this is what this podcast is about. We have to bring out. How it is, you got to come before the Lord because you seeking an answer. You seeking help. You seeking deliverance from him. You got to come correct. So we're going to go to James 4 and we're going to pick it up at verse 1. Brother Benai, um, you got any dialogue before we before I start reading for you, brother? No, you brought it in pretty well. Uh, just that we can't come to God any sort of way. Uh, just like, the, just like um, when we're talking about Hezekiah, he actually fasted. Like you had mentioned, we didn't go to it, but Hezekiah actually fasted. He came to God a certain way. He cried and then the Lord, well, he cried unto the Lord and said, I done this, I done that. Let me not say fasted, but he cried to the Lord, said, I've done this, I've done that. And then the prophet turned right back around and he told him, hey, you got 15 years. Cause at first he told him, set your house in order cause you finna die. Yes, sir. Then, he had that heart and he came to the Lord and the Lord looked out for him. The Lord gave him, I believe, 15 more years or something, uh, to, or something to that effect. But when you come to the Lord, you got to come the right way. You can't come any kind of way. So let's go ahead and pick this up at James 4 and you can start reading at verse 1. Okay. 
from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. So you have not. You don't have anything. You don't have any answers because you ask not. That's what an answer is. An answer is just a response to a question, a response to a petition. So you have not because you ask not. But why don't you have? Go ahead. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So even when you do ask, people are asking amiss, meaning they're asking incorrectly. They're asking for things that they need not be asking for, things that aren't right with God. You're asking amiss. You're asking something improperly. So you have not because you ask not. And even when you ask, people are asking amiss. And that goes with how you have to come to the Lord. You got to ask first. You got to ask him for the right things. And you can't come to him with an improper heart. You can't ask him amiss. Now let's go to Isaiah 58. Because this is going to, this is going to uh, take a look at how we should come to the Lord when we even want to answer. Isaiah 58. And let's pick this up. At verse one, Isaiah 58 and verse one. And when you get there, brother Obadiah, go ahead and read. Cry aloud, spare not. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Lift up, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression. So lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show the people their transgressions. Go ahead. And the house of Jacob, their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. They're ready to come to God, you know, and that's how sometimes people are. And because of our lack of understanding of God at this point, people would just approach unto God. God, show me this. God, can't you show God? Will you show me? And, and, not really understanding that they not really coming to God the right way. So the coming to God incorrectly is nothing new. This was going on before where people's act, people are seeking him daily, yet they still seeking him, even though they're in transgression. It says, show my people their transgressions. But in the midst of their transgressions, it said, yet they still seeking me daily. They delight to know things about the Lord, to be able to talk about things in the Lord. They even uh, they don't they even ain't got no problem asking uh, what's going on, asking the Lord different questions, approaching to God. And they doing it as if they are a nation that did, did righteousness. But then something happened. Verse three. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge? Behold. In the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. So now when they don't get the answers or they don't get the things of God that they wanted, they wondering like, what was going on? Wherefore have we fasted? What God doesn't see? Or wherefore have we afflicted our souls, which is fasting and God's not taking knowledge. They wondering why we doing these things. We seeking the Lord, but they weren't righteous. In their fast, they finding pleasures. Go ahead, skip down to verse six. Is not this the fast that I have chosen 
to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Uh-huh, go ahead. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that I cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? So when you really want to fat, when you really want something of the Lord, this is how the Lord tells you to fast. This is the fast that he's chosen. Loose the bands of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free that ye may break every yoke. So how can you do that? Literally, you can go out and speak the gospel. That gives a person everything they need to go be free and to loose the bands of wickedness. So when you fast, you may want to go in and speak some gospel to somebody. And also, you going to want to go and deal your bread to the hungry. Bring in the poor that I cast out. When thou seest the naked, go out, give some clothes to people. So if you really want to do fast correctly before the Lord, you may want to take a whole day off and just focus on the Lord and focus on doing things that's pleasing unto him. But what? But verse 8, what does it start saying to happen if you start to fast and do things in this manner? Go ahead. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily. Uh-huh. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy uh, shall be thy reward. So if you fast in this way, the Lord's going to start being with you. Verse 9. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Uh-huh. Thou shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. So when you fast a certain way and when you come to the Lord a certain way, then you start having the Lord be with you. Then you can call on the Lord and he's ready to answer. But it comes with actually setting your heart aright and presenting yourself a certain way before God. Yes, sir. And I want to uh, uh, make make a point uh, when you when you fast. Um, it's not just about not not eating and not drinking um you're not supposed to be doing your pleasures either you you afflicting your soul um and it's it's not just on the day of atonement you know which which is when you know we commanded to to hey do no work and you know you definitely on the day of atonement don't 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 do your pleasures you know but even when you fast into him on any other day, you know, that's not the time where you fast and that's, that's not the time to, to do your pleasures and all of that. It, it's a time to af- not only afflict yourself physically, but also, hey, uh, uh, spiritually, it's a time to, to, to get in your, you know, to, to, to get in your, get in your word, you know, try to keep your mind um, as clear as, as you can. You know what I mean? Only, you know, deal with his word, deal with the word of God. That whole, however long you fasting, you know, if you fasting the whole whole day, half a day or whatever, uh, you know, it's not the time to just walk around not eating or drinking, but you doing everything you normally do anyway. You know, it's a time to put away your pleasures because you you are petitioning him for an answer for for some deliverance. Uh, any brother got anything else to add on that? All right, uh, brother Maurice, your hand was up first. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say I think you all made it 
you know, quite clear on how to approach the Lord with these scriptures and with that explanation, because a lot of people seem to make the mistake that when they approach the Lord, they approach him with laying out everything that I've done for you. Now, what have you done for me type of attitude? And I think that's the first mistake, you know, um, you know, as we pointed out before, in terms of approaching the Lord. And then, you know, the way, way you kind of broke it down in terms of, you know, recognizing that, you know, the Lord is first, you know, putting forth good works, uh, putting forth, you know, kindness, goodness, you know, in the name of the Lord, you know, that's how you present your case versus the latter. So great scriptures, great point, great explanations. Brother, here's some act. Yeah, definitely, bro. I, I, I want to, um, you know, follow up on what you said about fasting. People really try to make the fast what they want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, don't put away their pleasures. They just abstain from food and water, but it's really a time to put on this deeper, um, go into a deeper stage of trying to connect with the Lord. You know, you you fasting, but you, you you all on your phone on Instagram. You know, you looking at all right, you taking new... you taking self selfies, you you taking <laughs> selfies and you, you know you do and I don't mean to cut you off, but you doing all kinds of stuff that yeah. like you fasting. What you this is a day where man, hey, I'm in my book, I'm looking at lessons, I'm trying to solely lock in on the Lord again. When the Lord was out there 40 days and 40 nights, he wasn't looking at Instagram. <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't doing nothing but locking in, trying to go to a deeper place, to go to a deeper stage and transition his walk. He's trying to hold, come Hold back. up, hold up. Hold up with bro, Big Brother of Hissamack. Are you telling me ain't no hashtag team fasting on Instagram when bro, I'm when I'm fasting? Bro, he ain't come. He came about that wilderness with power, bro. He was locked in, bro. His lock in was something different to go to that next stage. We don't, we don't see that. We don't understand it. That's why we don't get the growth we should get. That's why we in the same stage in the same place for years. You, you still, you still the same servant you was because you don't understand to go to the next stage. You got to be better. You got to be different. You got to go deeper in you. It ain't external. Right. It's internal. But that's the problem. But that's why I know where we still the same people that we was, even though you baptized, even though you know you Israel, even though you know about the Sabbath day, it means nothing. Because you can't never go to the next day to get these answers from the Lord. Because you can't that, that connection. That connection. Like like you say, bro, you you, you fasting it, but only thing you it, it it stops at the physical part. Okay, you don't eat or drink. But but come on, man! You doing you still doing everything else? You you ain't trying to you ain't trying to connect you ain't trying to connect to to, to the Lord. You you connected to like you say Instagram, Facebook. You know you looking at all the all the filth on Facebook, all the dumb stuff. You know you you doing everything. You ain't connecting mentally. You ain't trying to connect ment- connect mentally to the Lord. You just. You just carnally not not eating and not drinking, and that's that's not a fast to the Lord. That, that's what I'm saying, and that's what, what I'm trying saying? to, and and I, that's what I'm trying to get. This ain't nothing. These are things that are intimate between you and the and the Lord. You know what I'm saying? This this is deeper, next level intimacy. 
you know, uh, I, uh, and I don't mean to kind of divert from a lot of stuff that we're talking about, but that's why, man, I can see that we don't get the growth that we should get as servants. And when we look in the book and we see them doing miracles and we see them healing people and we see them doing all this stuff, we still carnal on this thing. You got to go deeper spiritually. You know what I'm saying? If you want these deep answers about questions, if you want the Lord to be with you, it's it's a deeper connection that you got to start to have. It's a deeper depth you got to start to go through to really get yourself to a point where you can say, okay, now I know this guy's voice, or now I know that answer's from the Lord, or yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in to it, and can't nothing throw you off your square. That's what we seem to fail at on our walk and on our journeys, man. It, it takes people to start to understand this, to really get themselves to the next stage that they serve it to. Yes, sir. Bro, brother, uh, brother Solomon, your hand been up, brother. Go ahead. Yes, man. You guys are on point. You guys are on fire. I just want to let y'all know y'all definitely in the spirit. Y'all motivating me. I know the listener is motivated right now. And if they are not, they need to go deeper. Just like brother Hissamax said, because that's where you meet God at. Praise God, God is not. Jesus yes. Name. In Jesus' name. Because you don't meet God at the surface level. You got to go deeper. It's not easily attained. You got to seek. And then you shall find, you know, you got to get in there and you got to look. And, and and even, you know, like you guys are speaking about the, you know, Instagram, that's probably the main thing you got to fast from Instagram and all this social <laughs> attention, you know, all this attention from everybody but God, you know, it becomes so relevant and it becomes so important. Um, but it's the very thing that is keeping you in your bondage. And, you know, as, as the scripture says right here, it said that when we should be fasting, we should be trying to loose the bands of wickedness mm -hmm. to undo the heavy burdens like this is the burden these are burdens that we're trying to get rid that you can't you can't shake that off you can't eat that off you know you got to get in there and you got to be free mm -hmm. a different type of free you know and it says and to let the oppressed go free and that to break every yoke oh, you know when you fasting you're supposed to be looking at every area in your life and be honest with yourself every area that you failing in everything that you struggle with including you know that stuff man we all know it bring a lot of drama you know we know it bring a lot of lust we know it bring a lot of chaos and and and, and di distractions. So this is one of the first things we got to take off the table. All the things that bring distractions, all the things that bring chaos, all the things that add to lust and add to you know uh, a peer pressure of thought and all you know. And fasting, and that's what it is, man. Fasting is not really a. It's not even about the food, man. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with the food. And and. A lot of people sometimes, like y'all brother said, when you fast and you still don't get it, well, the scripture before that explained that the Beniah read on in James, that when we pray and we ask, we ask amiss so our, we can consume it on our lust. A lot of times people want to fast because they missed their diet for three weeks in a row. Like, that ain't how you fast, yeah. man. You know, that's not, that's not what you do. You know, you got to be on, you got to get locked in. Like he said, you got to get locked in. You got to know that, okay, this is my time to communicate with God. And he he said that he's going to listen to me if I afflict myself. So my voice is going to be a trumpet. His voice is on high. This is why the Bible tells us these things in different areas, of, in different scriptures of the Bible, to let you know that he is going to take a conscious effort to hear you in your moment of crying, in your moment of sacrifice, in your moment of going without, 
you know, um, in, in order to work with you at that moment and say, okay, now what do we got to do to, to uh, get you back on track? So it would be in everybody's best interest that when you, you know, become the fact, don't make a mockery out of God. Don't play with God. You know, God's not to be played with. You know, we're supposed to fear at God. He's, he got our life in his hand, man. You know, we got to come to him humble and, 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 and meek and not messing around. You know, if you don't, if you're not going to do this right, walk away because he will bust your head. Uh, yes, absolutely. sir. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, you know, the, the brothers is on, the brothers is on a hundred right now. Y'all, y'all on 10 to a hundred, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, brother Solomon said something. He, he said a key word, which is distractions. And uh, that that brought to my uh, attention, you know, that when Christ went out, when he was fasting, wasn't nobody with him, you know, except for you know when Satan showed up with his with his little game. But hey, he he was he was he wasn't no distractions. When Moses went up there for forty days, uh, wasn't no distractions. And those are those are examples that when you are trying to connect, like Brother Hissamak was saying, when you're trying to connect with God, you 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 gotta get rid of distractions. You got you 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 gotta you gotta you gotta get rid of the distractions, whatever that is. Because all those things prevent you from making that making that connection. I know what what we may be saying may be sounding to some people like it's just esoteric or something, but understand that the book tell you that a a uh God is a spirit. They that worship him him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So this ain't this ain't this ain't nothing physical about it. You know what I'm saying? There are physical things that you do to 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 um uh you know mortify your flesh which is when you de- when you deny yourself food and drink you know that's you are physically you are you are physically afflicting your flesh because you have to kill the flesh in order for the spiritual mind to to break free so you you physically fast to suppress your flesh but in that in that suppression of the flesh then a spiritual man can 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 rise up and come and, and come forth. But the real connection is not happening because you are physically not eating or drinking. The real connection comes when you can spiritually, mentally get rid of all distractions and focus on your God. And so that's that's a part of getting this getting this answer, getting this response from God. Uh, and we're going to look at it more when we get into this. We're going to look at we're going to look at this faster more. But this is this is something that is really one of the key ingredients it, it's, it's it's the fasting and also, though, getting rid of the distractions, you know, get, getting rid of all the things. Don't exact your don't don't still deal, be dealing with your pleasures when you supposed to be you supposed to be afflicting your soul. This is what you're supposed to be doing. How are you going to get an answer? You or you gonna be like them, man? What what we fasting for? Yeah, but you you ain't fasting right. You know, don't walk around tell everybody tell everybody in their mama who will listen. Hey, man, I'm fasting. 
it ain't even about that. You so what you want? You want a reward from you want man to say, oh man, that's nice. Then all right, you got your reward. Why are you looking for an answer from God if you won't tell everybody you fasting? That is something between you and your God. It ain't supposed to be out there, you know, out there so everybody can know that you're doing it. So we got to understand that, but let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 28 and we're going to read verse 9 because we, 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 we trying to, we're going to go back and forth because we want to look at things you, you shouldn't be doing and things you should be doing, you know, so the people can understand. And so we can get a better understanding as, as we going through this, uh, Proverbs 28 and Benaiah just read verse nine, brother. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer should be an abomination. So understand this. If you turn your ear away from hearing the law and say even your prayer should be an abomination. I don't care what your preacher told you. I don't care how many people told you. You ain't got to keep the law. You can do with it what you want. Your prayer is an abomination. When you turn your ear away from hearing the law, he ain't even get to the point about you actually, you know, keeping it or not keeping it. When you when you just don't even want to hear from Jump Street, I don't even want to hear nothing about the commandments. He says even your prayer is an abomination. Let's move on, though. Let's move on to the next scripture. Let's go to Ezekiel 14, and we're going to pick it up at verse 2. Because this is this has been the problem with 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 man from Jump Street. Man has always dealt with God according to his own personal idea of what God is and who God is. That's why you got you've had idolatry and you had if you had all these things that are called gods and all of that because this all of this is is man's perception of what he feels this is what god is this is what god this is rep, this what this is what represents god but that's 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 man's thinking Brother, that's man's I'm not sure if Go you ahead, noticed. I, I heard I heard a cutoff right there. I don't know if it was uh, your microphone or something. Maybe it was on my end, but it would sound like you. I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you reiterate the last little part of you what you said, just in case? Oh, okay. Um, man, I've been talking so much. Just the last uh, little part where you were at. Yeah, I was just saying that man has. Man has, you know, like the book say, he done made, man has made God in his own image. And you got many things that are called gods, uh, many things that man has has used to say this represents God. Um, because man has, has been dealing with his own perception of what God is, uh, but not dealing with things the way the Lord set it up. Like adhering to his law, to his law, statutes, and judgments. Everybody want to serve God, you know, with their mouth, but when it comes to start doing, you know, commandments and 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 law, statutes, and judgments, that's out the door. And here in Ezekiel uh, fourteen, 
this is the same thing. I believe we might have read this last last podcast, but it, it goes along with this too. Ezekiel 14, brother, and pick it up in verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of all at should I be inquired of at all by them? See, now the Lord said, look, because they all everybody wanna everybody wanna know what God, you know, everybody wanna talk to God. Everybody, you know, wanna be on a VIP list. I wanna talk to God personally. But the problem is, he said, they all these men know they got the stumbling block of their iniquity before they face. They don't want to. They don't. They don't want to do what thus say the Lord. But they. But they want. But they want to get an answer from God. They want to talk to God, but they don't want to do nothing. He say, verse four. Therefore, speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God: Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idol in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. So, and people don't understand. The Lord will answer you according to them idols you got in your heart. It's other examples in the book. We, we, we ain't going to read them all, but understand that you keep playing around. You keep coming to God. You know, you, you start, you get on your holier than thou kick, you know, but you still... You still don't wanna you still don't wanna change. You know, you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna deal with the word of God, but you know, you you just wanna put up a good, you know, you wanna put up a good show, you know, you wanna act like you all holy and you know, Lord, I really wanna the Lord will answer you according to them idols. That's why you got people running around here saying, God told me to do this, and it's it's something that's it's it's so far away from the word of God, it, it ain't even funny. But this what you like. You don't want you don't want to you don't want to get rid of you don't want to get rid of your iniquity. You don't want to turn and do righteously. Okay, I'm gonna answer you. The answer the Lord will give you is according to them idols that you got in your heart. It's because you cannot you can't play with this. You know you can't approach under God and you know that you unclean. You know that you're doing all kind of wickedness, but you still gonna you know you gonna play around with it and. You know, you gonna just like they was doing, always coming to the prophet. Tell us what the Lord say, man. We're gonna listen, knowing full well that they weren't gonna adhere to nothing that the prophet said. Read read that next verse. Verse five. That, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. See the Lord to hook you up. You you know you like lies and you like deception and you like you like all that then that's the answer you gonna get. Because the Lord gonna he gonna deal with you. Like we said in the beginning, God ain't nobody to play with. You can't you can't just you know you you can't just uh you know you, you can't do this like you know this is this is some kind of this is some kind of game. The Lord going to answer you according to them idols and send you off. Like we used to say, he's going to send you straight off. Go ahead, but uh, now you got a point. Yeah, bro. Like the scripture actually says, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of iniquity before their face. 
And then when you set up your idol in your heart, these idols deal with the, your lusts. So if you got a lust for money and you set up that money idol in your heart, the Lord going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols. So that means he going to answer you according to your money idol. You, you got an idea that you need to go and gamble all your money away because you because you got a lust for money. He going to answer you according to your money idol. Yeah, go ahead. Do that. If you got a, a, a idol in your heart concerning adultery, he going he gonna to make sure that you get answered according to the, your idol in your heart. Oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Whatever idols you got set up, he said he going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols that you set up in your heart. And your idols that you set up in your heart starts with what you coveting after. Yes, sir. If you don't change what you actually desire, if you don't change where your love is, because that's what love is, it's a strong desire. If you don't change what your love is and make sure your love is towards God, then your love is going to be towards a multitude of whatever idols and whatever things you're coveting and lusting after. And God said he going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols. So if you got a money idol in your heart, he going to answer you. Yeah, go ahead. Do that. Have you fall. Have your destruction come. You got an idol of adultery in you. Yeah, go ahead and do that. He going to have you fall and have destruction come. You, you got an idol of, of thievery. You got an idol of, of, uh, of, of sacrilege. You know, an idol of blasphemy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Be, become a preacher. Go ahead and lie to the people. He going to answer you according to the multitude of your idols. Yes, sir. Because, hey, the one who turned their ear away from hearing the law, your prayer is an abomination. Bottom line, when you got idols set up, when you got these idols set up, you, you, your ears, you, your ears not inclined to the law of God. You really don't care. So, but you're gonna approach under God, but you, but you don't, but you, but you ain't, you ain't trying to deal with his, with his law. So your prayers an abomination. So you offering up abominations to the Lord. So okay, that's that's what you want. Then hey, that's the answer you are gonna get. But it's gonna, it, it's only leading to your destruction. Um, uh, we're going to go, we're going to move on. We're going to go to first John, the fifth chapter. And, uh, brother Solomon is going to, uh, expound on this first John five. Yes, sir. We're going to take a look at the other uh, side of the coin now, though, just a little bit, because it's clear when you don't come correct, the outcome is going to be disastrous. It's going to be, you know, you're going to go through some tough times as we can clearly see by now, <laughs> you know, whether you're a king or whether you're just a lonely man, a woman, playing with your own emotions, you know. But when you're doing right, though, and uh, and you're trying to do what thus said the Lord and you're seeking him, uh, you know, it's a different experience when you come to him. Uh, you know, it uh, it's a little bit more favorable, a little bit more tolerable. Sometimes you may need just as much patience and and uh, you may need to endure, but there's a different outcome. The outcome of that is not death when you seek in righteousness. All right. So we're going to pick this up at first John chapter five. And but now when you have it, uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to read 14 and 15 here. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Mm -hmm. Keep going, brother. And if we know that we hear, if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. All right. So, you know, confidence, you know, you can see the word confidence there. Uh, and it said, this is the confidence that we have in him. And we absolutely do. 
Doing the right thing gives you confidence because you know that God is on your side. What you are doing every single day, the decisions that you are making are right in front of your face. They're right in the forefront of your mind. Just like in the scripture before this, that the iniquity of you know your sin is the stumbling block that's keeping you. So when you do it wrong, the consciousness, just knowing that you do it wrong is enough of a seed to keep you from gaining any confidence, to keep God from hearing you for trying to play with him. But at the same time, when you're doing it right, that is exactly what... the confidence that you need to excel to in anything that you want to do you know as long as it's according to the word of god obviously you know so you know i thought it was really important that you know in the midst of this conversation that we're taking a look at both sides of everything uh and we can come strong to the lord when you have been striving when those people have been bothering you and you've been keeping your peace and not being obnoxious about it you know when you've been fasting and praying with tears and with mourning, you know, silently as you endure something, you got to know, you got to hold on because, and and, and, and in your prayer, have confidence because he is definitely going to pull through for you. Yes, sir. And I, I want to put an emphasis on verse 14 when it, uh, when it says, if we ask anything according to his will, mm-hmm. he heareth us. Yes, sir. Not, not according to the way that I feel is right in my own eyes, you know, not not that, but according to his will, he heareth us. Because, you know, you know, sometimes people think like, okay, you know, what whatever you ask for, it's just gonna fall out the sky. And you know, and and false prophets give you that false hope. But if if it's gonna stop you from uh hinder your your walk, it's gonna hinder you from getting salvation, hey, God ain't gonna give it to you. If you want his, if you want his children, if you if you diligently seeking him, he ain't gonna give you nothing that's gonna he ain't gonna put a stumbling block for salvation in front of you. So we gotta understand according to his will, he heareth us. It gotta be according to the will of God. Um, if it's not, it's probably not not gonna happen. You know, um, Sometimes, you know, you could read certain certain examples in the book where the Lord allowed people to do things. It wasn't his will, per se, but he gave them room to do uh, to to what they put their hand to 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 accomplish. He, he gave them room to go ahead and, and, and try it and do it. But we have to understand that we dealing with things that are according to his will. And that's really all we should be looking for things that are according to his will it might not be his will for you to get no uh uh, uh a bmw but it might be his will for you to get a toyota camry the car gonna get you back and forth to work take the camry and go head on because it ain't about you it ain't about you looking it ain't about you looking good and 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 being able to lean it's about it's about you being able being able to take care of your family and provide and you know a lot of times man we have so many desires and wants and like brother Benaiah called it we have so many things that we lust after and then when you cannot get those things that you lusting after 
it puts you in a state of being frustrated and you just don't know why I can't get nothing and why I can't get it. But most of the things that you crying about, you, they those are things that you lusting after that you don't need. And they might not be in his will for you to have them things because if you had everything you lusted after, you would kill yourself on accident. If it wasn't nothing held back from you, man, you would go, you would go until you just collapsed out in the middle of the road and die. Man, man will kill himself because if you get anything you lust after, it ain't nothing. You see it all the time, man. You know, you you hear about it all the time, man. You hear people, man, they got all this money and they go, they got 15 different drugs in their system when they die. Because it it ain't nothing they can't have. They got all the money in the world to get whatever they want. So it just, it's just going, it just, you just go crazy until you, until you kill yourself. You know, if you, if you're not a person that can handle that, if you're a person that don't, that don't have any, uh, uh, you don't know how to, uh, uh, restrict yourself. You don't know how to contain, control yourself, getting everything that you lust after you, you, you will kill yourself. So, it got to be in his will. And this is the thing. If it's in his will, yeah, he going to hear you. If you doing, if you, if you trying to walk in righteousness, he going to hear you and he going to answer you. So ha- be confident in that, but understand that everything that you lust after is not going to come because that's for your own good as a servant of God. Let's go to uh, Romans eight and we're going to pick it up at verse 26, Romans eight and 26. Romans 8 and 26. And whenever you get it, Brother Benign, you can go ahead and read it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, you, we don't always know how we should pray. We all We don't always know what we should actually be praying for. But then the Lord got that, the Lord got that help for you too. Hey, the Spirit make it intercession for you, because man's mind is is always thinking carnal, and very little of the time are we actually thinking spiritually. Most of the time, we dealing with carnal things because we always we get every day you got to deal with what you see and what you hear, and what you feel. And that's a constant, that's a constant, uh, uh, you constantly being fed carnal things. So, hey, but that spirit going to make intercession for you. Go ahead, brother. Verse, uh, five, and we know verse the spirit according. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to, he gonna make intercession for me according to what I think is right. According to the will uh, of God. Accord, again, according to the will of God, intercession gonna be made for you. I want the listeners to understand according to the will of God is intercession gonna be made for you. Not according to what you want. Not according to what you your heart just lusts after. According to the will of God. That's how intercession is gonna be made for you. 
that's how that's how your your prayer and supplication going to be answered if it's according to the will of God. That's something we got we have to understand and have to accept and 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 stop and we got to we got to move past this, you know, God going to just give me anything it don't matter what it is cuz 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 I'm cuz I'm a child of God and 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 no, that ain't the way it go. According to his will. That's that's how this works. Let's move on. Let's go to um we're gonna go to Job 33 and verse 14. And brother Solomon, you you gonna expound on that. Yes, sir. According to his will. And we're gonna take a look at uh an instance where you have to make sure you understand the word of God, because if it's according to his will, then it gotta be according to the word as well. That's a good way to double check. If if what I'm doing is what I'm doing according to the will, well, line it up with line up what you're doing to the word of God, because His will is is in His word, you know. So we're here at Job 33. We're gonna pick it up at uh at verse 14. And Obadiah, or excuse me, Benai, when you're ready, you can go ahead and uh. And and before you, before you um. Before you read that, we 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 just. I want to set this scripture up because, you know, now we're going to get into different ways that the Lord will answer you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the Lord can send somebody to give you an answer like he did in the days of old. He had the prophets and the prophets. He would get a prophet, the message and the prophet would go to whoever and give him the message. You know, uh, certain instances, he sent an angel. Like when he sent the angel to Daniel, uh, uh, Gabriel to Daniel to, to show him, give him skill and understanding. Um, it's, it's different ways that the Lord will answer you. Um, and we just looking at one way here. Um, but uh, go ahead, Benaiah. Job 33, Job 33 verse 14. 14. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon him and slumberings upon the bed. Then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. So exactly like Brother uh, Obadiah just said right here, uh, this is one way that he can reach you. And that's why I made sure, you know, that, that I mentioned, if you want to double check the will of God, you might double check the word of God. That's how you confirm that. Because you can be dreaming something really crazy and you clearly know that that's not an instruction from God. You know what I'm saying? And so you make sure that you always go into the word of God. If, if something's telling you, yeah, you know, you had a dream about you cheating on your wife. I, that's not God. That's not God giving you no idea to commit adultery. So that's a good way to make sure you double checking that. And also in verse 14, listen what it says. It says, for God speaketh once, yea, twice. Yet, uh, man perceiveth it, perceiveth it not. Like he, he's consistently trying to get our attention, but we're too distracted, or we're focused on the wrong thing, you know, and putting our attention on the wrong thing diligently at that, you know, to understand it. And a lot of times, we gotta wait until God come upside our head in order to get the message, you know. Uh, but he's always trying to communicate with us, whether it's somebody that you know, you know, uh, a conversation that you're having with a brother. You know, I've many times that I know that I've prayed and right after praying, I made a conscious effort to listen. Uh, and I've gotten some conversations that really helped 
me understand things better, especially with brothers and sisters in the truth, you know? Yes, so sir. God, God is definitely trying to communicate with us. That's all the time. The easiest way to communicate with God is pick up the Bible. You know, that's the best way to communicate with him. But if he happened to reach out to you, if you have, you know, in a dream and that may happen, you know, uh, it, it's good to reflect on that. Uh, it's good to keep an open mind to it. It's good to go to the book, read and try to find a little more clarity on that dream, a little more instruction on that dream. Because it's like, like Brother Obadah said, there's plenty of brothers in the Bible that God reached them by dreams. And, you know, there was kings that were seeking the servants of God to help them get their dreams understood. So God was a revealer of all things to men, you know. Um, but keep that in mind. He speaketh once, he speaketh twice, yet man perceiveth not. Try not to be that that person that 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 you know that that can't get the subtle uh the subtlety or can't get the clarity of it that you know because you make we make things complicated at the end of the day god is pretty pretty simple you know it's it's our going back and forth in our minds so i thought that was a, a pretty interesting scripture about how how god communicates with us to add in here yes sir and let's move right along that's a very good point uh james we're gonna go to james the first chapter and pick it up in verse five james one we're gonna pick it up and uh i'm gonna pick it up in verse five and brother benaya you gonna expound on this uh -huh. so starting at james five and james one and picking it up at verse five what it's speaking about is asking the lord for something go ahead verse five if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So when you want to ask, so this is uh, speaking about wisdom, but it, and God is ready to give you wisdom. He's ready to give you the knowledge of himself. He's ready to give you the things that pertain to righteousness and himself. But go ahead. What, what you got? How do you have to ask this? Verse six. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Uh-huh, go ahead. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when you ask and you have to ask in faith, not wavering, knowing that the Lord is going to give it to you. But you can only know that the Lord has given it to you if you actually walking in righteousness. If you're not walking in righteousness, remember, we already read where the prayers of, of, of the sinner is, is an abomination unto the Lord. So when you asking of God, you got to come in righteousness. But when you come asking faith, don't doubt your God. And if you do start doubting, don't think you're going to receive it. And you cannot be double-minded. You can't be going back and forth. Well, maybe Lord, I I gonna do it this way. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I want to I want to get get some understanding on this. Oh no, no, no. Maybe, maybe something else. You cannot do that. You got to make a choice, stick with it, and move forward. There is no going. You got to make as a man. You got to make a choice. And again, you got to stick with it. And you can't be looking back. So when you ask God something, commit to it. Don't think about the other things that you could have tried to do or, or could have could spend your time doing. No, if you're asking wisdom of the Lord, ask that wisdom. He uh, believe and have faith that he'll give you that understanding and move forward. Absolutely. Uh, uh, again, like Brother Solomon said, you know, the Lord, the, the, the Lord laid things out. Simple. It's us. It's man that makes things difficult. 
And when you got a lack of faith, you making it that much harder. Um, you, you, there are so many, there are so many stumbling blocks that we place on ourselves that prevent us, like Brother Hissamak said, from from that growth, that spiritual growth. It, it's, it's so many of them, and um, we we got to work through those things. We, you know, every man got to, you know, every man and woman got to recognize their own shortcomings and if faith is one of yours then hey that's something that you know that's something you got to come before your god on and 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 ask for for help but definitely if you gonna come to come to god with a petition don't don't come with no doubt you might as well just not say nothing because don't think you're gonna receive anything you might as well just don't say anything um just uh for instance, you know, this uh, last week, I had a, I had a forklift test at work. I had already failed the forklift test two times. This was my third try. So, you know, I was scared, right? I'm like, man, it's the third time, man. I don't want to fail this test. And I was going to pray before I took the test. But I knew what I was feeling. I was feeling doubt that I would pass it. I wasn't doubting that God could deliver, but I was doubting in myself, like, man, I don't know if I'm going to pass this test, man, because they being real strict on every little detail about this test. But I know I was feeling that. I was feeling self-doubt. But I don't want to go to the Lord with with no doubt. My, My self, my doubt, in myself can't be stronger. It can't overpower my faith in God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I said is, hey man, the Lord go out before his servants. If the Lord gonna deliver, he gonna deliver. The Lord is with you, it's gonna prosper. I ain't pray at all. I passed the test. Because I know that, hey, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even put that, I I I didn't even wanna, I didn't even wanna put that on put that stumbling block in front of me knowing i had doubt but i do know one thing i know that when the lord is with you it's gonna come out right it might not come out right the first time might not come out right the second time but i know if you trying to serve god and the lord is with you he gonna deliver that i got faith in Mm -hmm. and that's what i move forward with Mm-hmm. I didn't send up no official prayer, no official supplication, but I believe and I know that when the Lord is with you, he going to deliver you when you need deliverance. I believe that and I just left it at that. You know, and that's that's how sometimes you you have to do it. When you know that you doubting something, you know, don't 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 you don't have to send up no no prayer. Because you, whatever you pray, got to be in faith. It you, it it has to be. You you have to be convinced that hey, my God gonna deliver. If I'm praying and ain't no and and I got all this doubt behind it, then I'm offending God. So it's better just not to pray. But if you are serving the God and you start thinking about all the times He delivered you out of things that you know you couldn't deliver yourself out of, have faith in this. Have, have have faith 
have faith in, 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 in his hand and the works of the Lord. Just like Christ told them, hey, man, if you don't if you don't believe what I'm telling you, believe the works. Mm-hmm. That's what he told the Pharisees. Right. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was speaking the word of the father. He was speaking the words of the, of the most high God. And they were straight up rejecting it. But he told them, if you ain't going to believe what I'm telling you, at least believe the works. You looking at this, you seeing these works, you seeing dead people, the, the dead raised, you seeing people heal the illnesses, people who, who've been sick with something their whole life, people who can't walk, people who can't see, you seeing all of these works. If you don't believe what I'm saying, at least believe the works. So, hey, if I can't pray to the Lord and I can't send my supplication up with, with, with confidence and faith because, you know, my flesh has got me doubting, I know the works of the Lord. And I'm just going to put my faith in the works of the Lord and know that, hey, the Lord going to deliver. Whether it be this time or the next time, he going to deliver. And then you just move forward. Like Brother Benai said, you just move forward. But all you could do is make sure that you are in line with the word of God. And then you just move forward. You let the Lord guide your steps. You let the Lord put things in place. And you deal with it that way because you're going you gonna to have doubts when you pray at, at times. It's going to be some doubt. Um, your, your flesh, man, man's, the mind of a man is so weak and so wishy-washy that, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't care how bad you want something to happen. You still think like, man, I don't know. This my man. This ain't going to work. But you still going to pray anyway. But you praying already with a lack of faith. So sometimes it's better don't pray at all, but you believe in the hand of the Lord. You know the Lord delivered. You believe in His. He He done delivered you at at time at other times in your life, and you know that He is there, and you know that the Lord been with you. You take that and you move forward with it. That way, I ain't I ain't praying with a lack of faith, but at the same time, I'm still trusting in my God. I hope that I'm I'm. I hope I'm making some sense when I'm saying what I'm saying, but we got to make sure that we come and correct. We got to make sure that we always presenting ourselves um, to the best of our ability uh, uh, as, 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 as righteously as, as we can. Um, Let's go to, uh, we going to Habakkuk, right? Yeah. Habakkuk chapter two, and brother Solomon, you gonna expound on that? Excuse me, brothers, I I ain't mean to talk that long. I was I was trying to explain myself. Um, yeah, but you know I got you, brother, because we were just speaking about in the scripture a couple scriptures before that that a lot of people they pray and they fast and miss. Like you know you got to come correct. That's clear. You got to come correct. You know you can't. Just come to to put your lust on it, and you can't come like you like you don't believe it's gonna show. You know, like like he not gonna hear me anyways. Well, he probably not now, but you know if you're gonna come through, and if you and like you said, if you taking care of the Lord's business, it will give you confidence, and you know, uh, and then for you to come correct. But here, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. All right. You know, we're at, uh, I, you know, I always pronounce it Habakkuk, but Habakkuk, I'm cool with that. 
chapter 2, and we're going to pick it up at verse 1. And, you know, I want to read it all the way through. So, you know, I don't want to stop in between. But pay attention, though, you know, um, how it's from how it starts, how, it, you know, we're going to break it down. But, but um, especially how it finishes, because it's really important, man, that some things just don't come overnight, man. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so you can pick it up, Brother Bina. Uh We'll start at verse 1 when you're there. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. I mean, the Lord is being very clear here, you know, um, that, well, first of all, where it's on verse one, where it says, and what I shall answer when I am reproved, our answers may come with reproof. You know, what we're looking for may take some correction in our life. And that's just, that may happen. It's going to take some adjustments for us to get through and to break some yokes. We're going to have to break those yokes. It's, it's going to have to take a change because we put ourselves in bondage. God don't put us in bondage. We put ourselves in bondage. He's here to make us free. So when we're coming to him, it's because we've been falling short. You know, so uh, how it states, I will stand upon my tower and uh, upon my watch and set upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. So it's going to take some time and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And then it reads again. And this is very interesting because I practice this in my life in the way that I take this here. And it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Uh, and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Every single prophet and the disciples that were supposed to write things down and were communicating with God, they were writing things down. That's why we have God's word right here, because they were moved by the Spirit to write these things down. Um, and I believe in this, you know, especially when I'm trying to do right and I get thoughts and I get inspirations and whatnot. I like to write those things down when I have goals and I have things to achieve. I like to write those things down, uh, especially, you know, um, knowing that they line up with what I, I, I hope that they line up with God's will for me. You know, it's like, hey, I'm trying to do something positive. I'm trying to help people here. I'm trying to I'm trying to do right there. And those things usually do line up well for you and you can accomplish those things. It's when we get into trying to accomplish those things that are right there on the fence, you know. Um, but then he continues in verse three and he says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So if I'm thinking and I got a goal right now or I got something I want to accomplish right now, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, but at the end. Uh, it shall speak and not lie, but it will come to part. It will come out. You know, it will come in your favor. Uh, and although it may say to take some time, it says, though it tarry, wait for it. Don't be, you have to endure. Bear with it. Don't be so impatient. You know, things don't happen overnight. And I can't stress that enough. A lot of things take a lot of time. I have tried to have business after business after business for many years now. I have the 
spirit of an entrepreneur, you know, uh, and right now we have another business and it's doing all right. But God forbid, if this don't work out, we're going to try it again. You know, we got the, you know, because we're trying to do the right thing all the time, you know, and it may not happen. Like brother Obadiah said, it may not happen the first time. It may not happen the second time, but if you keep in trying to keep your garments clean, uh, you know, then you have confidence that you can continue to try to strive, but it's going to take some adjustment. It's going to take some tweaks. And then how it finishes is because it says, because it will surely come. It's good. It, it, there's without doubt. There's no doubt in that. He said it was sure. He is for sure. It will come and it will not tarry. It's not going to be one second later than what it's supposed to be there. It's not going to be one minute later than you're supposed to get it. It's going to come exactly when it's supposed to come for you in his timing. You know, Ecclesiastic speaks on that too. You know, there's a season for everything. Um, so this is something that I, you know, I thought this was very interesting in this communication and how God communicates with us and his instruction in that communication. And I wanted to add that to the lesson. Yes, sir. So uh, we're going to move along. Uh, we're going to uh, go to Ezra, the eighth chapter. And Brother Hissamak is going to... Um, speak about that yeah definitely um again i think this is a perfect um, um example of um the brothers um they they fresh out of captivity you know israel was always in the captivity and they fresh out of one and uh at this point they trying to get it right they trying to seek things right in the right mindset and go by due order and process and steps uh, and we're going to see that right here. This is Ezra, the eighth chapter. And uh, we're going to pick this one up at um, verse um, 20, 21. Uh, Ezra 8 and 21. Uh, brother, Benel, uh, when you get uh, yeah. go ahead and read. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Hava, And we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. For I I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. Because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. And and, and this is just essential he in, in, in verse 21 you know they proclaimed the fast and it wasn't just him it was everybody <laughs> all on board with this goal because we trying to restore uh the city we trying to do a whole lot of stuff to to the city after we come out of captivity and he said that we might afflict ourselves before our god to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our suffering when you're looking for an answer, he, he right here, when they're looking for an answer, then everything that pertaining to us, we want a right way forward for our kids, for our substance, for everything that we pertain unto us. At this point, that's what you got to kind of do if you want some, some answers. You know, when, when I pray and fast, I'm not just seeking the right way for me, but for everything that pertains unto me, for my household, because I want everything to go in a certain way, in a certain direction, because I'm trying to lead it in a certain way, in a certain direction. We, as servants, as we learn and grow and we seek the Lord and we fast, right here, it shows they was real specific. They were specific about everything that was 
that Ezra, everything that they wanted was for their little ones and for their substance. Uh, this is a great example of that. They fresh out of captivity. They're trying to get things in order. They're going by due process, seeking the Lord first. And they seek, they were seeking the Lord in the answer um, by fasting. Yes, sir. Verse 20, read verse 23, bro. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. So the Lord heard them in this fast. He that was that's key. So they fasted, God looked down and he heard them and he was entreated. He answered them and he gave them what they needed. Um during this uh, period of fasting that they fasted for an answer, uh, returning after captivity. Yes, sir. And uh, verse 22 is very interesting too, because he, he, you, you can see that Ezra had a whole lot of faith. He said, look, he was ashamed to go ask the king for, for, for some soldiers. Cause he said, we told the king that, the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Mm -hmm. So he spoke boldly to the king mm -hmm. and said, hey, man, we all right. Because the hand of our God, the true living God, hey, his hand is 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 is, is, is going to be good for those that seeking him. Mm -hmm. So now you done spoke boldly in the name of the Lord. And now all of a sudden you looking around like, man, maybe we should have got them soldiers. But. He thinking in his mind, say, man, I, I can't go back and now ask the king for soldiers because uh -huh. I don't already, I don't already open my mouth. Mm -hmm. So what did he do? He did the right thing. He said, listen, we got to proclaim fast right now, and we got to come to the Lord. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't, he didn't go run, he didn't go run to the king. He went to the Lord, but he, but because of the the the, the gravity of the situation, hey, he said, look, let's fast. Mm -hmm. So we can get this answer. And sometimes, hey, you speak boldly in the name of the Lord. And then all of a sudden it seems like uh everything that can go wrong finna go wrong. Right after you open your mouth and you talking about how good the Lord is and how the Lord delivered you, then all of a sudden everything go wrong. Mm -hmm. But you gotta have a man to know, like, hey, if if this is what it called for now. It's time for me to shut down. It's time for me to fast and acquire my God because he He, he is my deliverer. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you got to go the extra step. Yeah. Sometimes it's more than just praying. Sometimes you got to fast. You got to afflict your soul. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Daniel the ninth chapter and Benai is going to talk about this. I'm going to read for you, Brother Benai. We're going to Daniel's nine and we're going to pick it up in verse two. Uh-huh. Now, what we're doing is dealing with Daniel as he's fasting to the Lord and he's coming to the Lord and he's uh, showing how to come to the Lord. And we're going to see what the Lord does when he comes to him in a certain way. So Daniel 9 and pick it up at verse 2. Yes, sir. So we we really trying to, at the end of this podcast, we're really trying to get into the, the, the intricates here of coming to him correctly. Daniel's 9 and verse 2. Uh-huh. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. 
So Daniel understands that he's supposed to have 70 years in this captivity. Our 70 years is supposed to be upon the desolation of Jerusalem. But now he's trying to find out what now. Verse three. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. So he's humbled himself down to sackcloth and ashes. Daniel was the chief prince in Babylon. But he uh, and then he was still one of them chief princes when Darius the Mede came and took over. But now he's uh, he's asking. He's still one of the high one in the people in the in the higher places when Darius the Mede took over. But he's asking and he done brought himself down to sackcloth and ashes. Go ahead. And I prayed unto the Lord, my God, and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him. And to them that keep his commandments. So now he's beseeching the Lord God. Um, I didn't have this. This is only one scripture. I'm not adding a whole bunch. I just want you to read verse five. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from the priest from thy precepts and from thy judgments. So he's humbling himself before God and he letting God know. He, Lord, we, we have done wickedly. He's confessing his iniquity, not just the iniquity of himself, but the iniquity of his people. He's humbling himself, praying, fasting. He's confessing his sins. He's not trying to hide nothing from the Lord. And let's see how the Lord treats this. Verse 20. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God for the holy mountain of my God. So he's presenting himself almost naked before the Lord. He is torn himself down, brought himself down to ashes and sackcloth, is confessing that he ain't nothing, the sins of him, the sins of his people. And he's uh confessing his sin, uh, his sins, the things that he's done wrong, letting the Lord know that he's not perfect, confessing the sins of his people, presenting his supplication, and he's coming to the Lord in this humble manner. Verse 21. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And, uh -huh. he, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Uh-huh. And at the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee for thou art greatly beloved, therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. So in this time, Daniel got answered directly by an angel. It wasn't by a dream. It wasn't by a uh, it wasn't by a dream. It wasn't by, you know, a thought on the spirit, because sometimes the Lord will answer you and he he'll just guide your spirit on what to do. Whereas, yeah, you you would have a strong uh, uh pulling in a certain direction, but with Daniel, he came to the Lord correct. He then humbled himself with fasting, with prayer, confessing the sins of himself, the sins of his people. And the Lord sent not not the Lord didn't just send a vision. The Lord sent he sent a Gabriel. He said, he said, while I was yet speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused fly swiftly, he touched me about the time of the evening oblation. He had seen Gabriel before, but the Lord had sent him there to him to let him know what was going on. Yes, sir. And um, understanding that we're looking at the intricates now, 
We're looking at not only fasting, we're also looking at him confessing his sins and confessing the sins of his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of these things are, are essential when you're trying to get an answer from the Lord. You know, you don't come like, you know, you know, you you the most righteous man since righteousness was invented. You come to the Lord confessing your sins. Um, that that should be the first thing out of your mouth because, you know, we 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 all fall short so many times. It, it ain't even funny. So that's the first. You know, you you sh- you should be confessing your sins. You should be fasting. Uh, you should be showing the ultimate humility when you're trying to get an answer, or you're trying to get some instruction from God. All of that goes hand in hand. Um. Because God don't owe none of us no answer. He don't have to answer you. He don't have to, you don't have to do none of that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when your fleshly mind, when you, when the, when the carnal mind is, is, is kicking up, you, you, you come to God, like, you know, he, he owe you something like, you know, he going to answer me. Cause I'm, I'm who I am. Like he's supposed to, he's supposed to hear you. He's, he, he got to deliver you. Because you because you so righteous and perfect, but that's the that's the wrong attitude mm-hmm. coming in. Yes, sir. That's the way you don't get no answer for sure. That's the way you that, that that's the way you walk away and, and don't and you, you you get no instruction. You get no answer. You get nothing. You gotta come just how Daniel came. You do the fasting. You definitely confess your faults, your sins. Um. The, the sackcloth and ashes was which was just you know signs of just you know total total humility you know you letting the lord know man i ain't nothing but i ain't i ain't nothing but uh dung upon the ground i ain't nothing but i ain't nothing but 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 trash you you just totally humbling yourself because you trying to get some understanding you are trying to get some deliverance you are trying to receive an answer from god this is how you come before him Definitely with prayer, with fasting, and also confessing your faults, not coming to the Lord like you, you know, being high-minded, like, you know, you somebody special, but coming to the Lord with humility. And we're going to go to one more place. We're going to go to uh, Judges, the 20th chapter. We're going to skip around in, in Judges 20, but this goes right along with what we've been reading about, and we're going to see. When the people came, even though the 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 cause that they came to the Lord for him judges, the cause was right, but they didn't come humble. They didn't come the right way. And what's happening is, is the Lord, the Lord is gonna cause things to happen until the people understand and the people see that they gotta come right. And once they came right, then the Lord delivered. Let's go to Judges 20, and we're going to pick it up at verse 18. Go ahead, Brother Benai. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us should go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Now, let me give you the backstory. Now, the children of Benjamin, they had sodomites in the land. And so when the other when the, when the other 11 tribes came to him and said, hey, man, you know, you, 
you know, what's this, what's this uh, evil going on in, 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 you know, the land of Benjamin, man, we need to know who these people are. And, and they said, no, we ain't, we ain't telling you nothing. We ain't finna hand nobody over. So now, you know, now they, they done found fault and now they in the uproar. So the first thing they saying is, man, we, we need to go handle this, but I want, I want the listeners to pay attention. They didn't, they didn't ask God here. Should we go up against the children of Benjamin? Read verse 18 again, brother. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Yeah. Which of us shall go up first? So number one, they already got their mind made up, right? They already know they going up. See, this is, this is another mistake. If you got your mind made up, it's probably a good idea. Don't even go to the Lord. If your mind is made up and that's what you're going to do anyway, why go to God? You might as well go try and see and see how it works. Because there's no need to go ask God something and you already know in the back of your mind that you're going to do it anyway. Because if the Lord show you to do the opposite and then you don't do it, how much more, you know, how much more affliction you're going to suffer? So if you can give your mind made up, you might as well just do it. So they say, who going to go up first? He said, oh, okay, send Judah up. Go ahead. Skip down to verse, uh, skip down to verse 20. And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves in array to fight against them at Gibeah. Go ahead. And the, and the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day, 20 and 2,000 men. So, so right out the gate, you, you behind the line of scrimmage, you know, you was first and 10. Now you, now you second and 22. Something going wrong. <laughs> Something ain't right. Cause the Lord said, you, you said who should go up first. You said, Oh, let you to go up. Now 22,000 is smitten. Go ahead, brother. And the people of the men of Israel encouraged themselves and set them their battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first. So, you know, they picked, hey, man, it's all right, man, it's all right. We got it. We got it, man. It's cool. You know, they, 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 yeah, we got this, man. They wrong, man. We going to handle this. All right. Verse 23. And the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until even and asked counsel of the Lord saying, Shall I go up again to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, go up against him. So now the second time that the, 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 the supplication was a little bit different, wasn't it? Now it's shall I go up against to battle against uh, the children of Benjamin, my brother? Because now it's starting to click. Wait a minute. Let us, let us, shall we go? Because now, you know, 22,000 people got killed. So we got to make sure. Now you're trying to make sure. But what did they say? Benjamin, my who? My brother. That's your brother mm-hmm. that you're trying to go just kill and destroy. Something to consider. That's your brother. So now you, you, you want God to destroy your brother. The same, the same brother whom he said was gonna be uh inherit that land forever. Mm-hmm. Benjamin got a Benjamin got an inheritance, but you ready to go kill everybody. 
But now they asking. Go ahead. And the children of Israel came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. And Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground the children of Israel, even 18,000 men. All these drew the sword. So now 18,000 more died. At this point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be thinking like, man, the Lord told us to go up twice, but you, you ain't come right. You ain't come right the first time, cause you, cause you said who gonna go up first. You, you didn't even ask. The second time you asked, but still, you talking about, you still got in your mind, you finna go up and 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 you finna go up and destroy your brother. You still got it in your mind. Go ahead. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came to the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day into the evening and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Oh, now we now we getting somewhere. I want the listeners to pay attention. Now all of a sudden they going up. Now they fasting. Now they bringing up peace offerings and burnt offerings why because was israel so righteous was the other 11 tribes so righteous that they even had the right to go try to destroy their brother the whole the whole tribe of benjamin the whole the whole nation was wicked in some kind of way Mm -hmm. they always was dealing with some idolatry and something they had no business doing so they wasn't right themselves that's why when Daniel came to the Lord, he confessed his own sins and the sins of his people in the midst of his fasting and sackcloth and ashes because you ain't, I ain't no cleaner than you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you did just got put out in the open, but still I ain't no cleaner than you. They just ain't found out what I did yet, mm-hmm. but I ain't no cleaner than you. So how am I going to rise up against my brother and like I'm gonna I'm gonna exact vengeance and all of this when I ain't no cleaner than him. Okay, my sin ain't your sin, but still we both sinners. So now they getting it. We fasting, we offering peace offerings. That means you coming to the Lord real humble. But they're gonna do something else here, which is also what they should have did. Go ahead, brother. And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord for the ark of the covenant was of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease? Now they got the high priest involved because the high priest was the one. The, the high priest was, 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 was the intercessor. He was the one who, 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 who did the sin offerings. He was the only one who could go behind that veil on the day of atonement and make atonement for all the sins of the people. So now they got the high priest involved. You see how they being real careful now? Uh-huh. They ain't just all gung-ho. Now they gonna go to the high priest. Hey man, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should inquire the Lord for us. And then the high priest did it right. Shall I go up or shall I cease? So now he asking, should I do it or should just don't even do it at all? But the Lord going to answer, go ahead. And the Lord said, go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into thine hands. Notice his answer was different this time. He didn't just tell him, yeah, go up. He said, go up then and now, and this, and I'm going to deliver them into your hand this time. And we don't have to, we don't have to read verse 35 
but uh uh they ended up almost killing the whole all the males in the tribe of uh, almost the whole tribe of Benjamin, I should say. I mean, they just I mean, men and women. They 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 just all almost destroyed the whole tribe of Benjamin. But understand how they had to humble themselves and they had to really come to God correct in order to get the the proper answer, the proper instruction. When they came to him not right, he told them, go ahead, go up, because that's what you want to do anyway. And 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 they got 22,000 killed, then 18,000 killed because they didn't come correct. Then when they really came correct and say, should I do this or not? And they had the high priest go before the Lord. And then um, um, uh, uh, go to the Lord and say, should I go up or, or, or shall I cease? And they came with fasting and they and they brought their peace offerings and, and burnt offerings, you know, showing all the humility. Then the Lord gave them the answer. Uh, then he gave him, then he gave him the right answer. Well, now I don't say the right answer, but then he gave him the answer they was looking for. But once he seen that they were really serious and it was about righteousness and now they wasn't just out there just, you know, acting like they ain't never did nothing. But, but now, you know, it's about us, you know, trying to, you know, keep, keep the nation of Israel clean and holy. Then the Lord said, go up and I'm going to deliver them to your hands. He told them straight out. So that is that is how you get an answer from from God. You want an answer from the Lord, you got to come correct. You can't have idols set up in your mind. You can't turn your ear away from hearing the law of God. Um all all those things prevent that connection. When you fasting, you can't you can't be d- dealing with your pleasures. You can't be dealing with all this filth and all this other things that don't have nothing to do with God. It's a proper way to do things. When you come before the Lord and you want to be delivered from something or you want an answer, you want some instruction, this is the way it has to be done. It has to be done properly. Now, Christ is our high priest, because I, I I just got to say this. Christ is our high priest. Ain't, ain't no man on this earth no high priest. So when you praying to the Father, you praying in the name of you praying in the name of Jesus, because Jesus is your high priest. And if you righteous, then hey your high priest going to make intercession for you. I got to add that in just in case somebody, uh, somebody think I'm saying something that, that I'm not, but Christ is, is our intercessor and our high priest. And he going to present your supplication before the father, you know, if you are righteous, but that is how you receive an answer from the Lord. And that is what we have to practice. And we got to make God our first, our, our first uh uh um uh, the first thing we do our first option thank you brother mm-hmm. god gotta be our first option our first solution should be go to god not the last one because first fruits you gotta go to god first mm-hmm. not last not second not third go to him first then the other things will fall in line we can't we, we we can't allow ourselves to get so caught up in emotions and so caught up in the moment or so caught up in the situation at hand that probably got its grips on you that you, you're not really thinking straight and then you do everything else except for go to your God. Can't let that happen. You gotta have a mind to reflect and say, I'm going to my God first. And then I'm gonna let him 
guide me and lead me in the right way. So I want to thank the listeners for joining us here again on the Biblical Resolutions podcast, which is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. We brought you episode 13, uh, receiving an answer from the Lord. Uh, I thank you all for listening. I, w- I want to thank the brothers for expounding on the scriptures and contributing to the podcast. And uh, we bid you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs>